0: Thank you so much for watching the broadcast today. We have a special show today. Not just my sweet dad, but my sweet mom is here. And mother knows how to pray. There is just something about a praying mama. Everybody needs a praying mama. If you don't have a praying mama, my mom will be your praying mama. (laughs) But she knows how to get results when she prays. And you know, we get comments and phone calls, emails from people all over the world asking things like, how can I know God's direction for my life? How do I know if I should marry this person? How do I know if I should go to this university? Everybody wants to know the will of God. Well, when we pray, we can know those things, but everybody wants to know how do I pray effectively? Am I praying the right way? Well, you're watching the right broadcast. We're going to learn today how to get prayer that creates results. So watch this.
1: As Terry mentioned, we're talking about building and developing an accurate prayer life. And Carolyn, once again, is with me. Last week, we talked about how that you can get results in prayer by, number one, always basing your prayer on the Word of God. When you know what the Word says, it develops on the inside of you such a confidence that God will hear you. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just don't know if God will answer me. Well, let me say this to you. When you base your prayer on what the Word of God says, you're literally starting with the answer. That's so important. Carolyn, I know you've taught on prayer for many, many years and teaching people how to develop an accurate prayer life. What's the first thing you'd say to them right now in trying to teach someone that's watching this broadcast that hasn't had a lot of success in their prayer life?
2: Well, in the foundation, you have to have a foundation. And you have to see and know the reason why you should pray and how to pray. And first we see Jesus as our role model, that he is the one, we see him praying in the temple among the hypocrites, we see him play, praying on a crowded hillside, we see him praying alone, we we see Jesus, he is our ultimate example. And um, in Luke, the 18th chapter, verse 1, it says, Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So he's encouraging us and in fact wanting us to pray. And he advocates prayer for all men. If we're to understand the secrets of prayer and to pray accurately, we need to understand what prayer is. And to me, the basic definition of prayer is communion with God. I have an article that I cut out of a newspaper and it's a comment By uh, Billy Graham. And it says that uh, prayer is one of the greatest privileges God has given us. And He is pleased when we go to Him in prayer. Just as parents delight in the talk of their children, so God delights when we talk to Him in prayer. So prayer is not a hard thing, it's not a complicated thing. Prayer is just being. Uh, talking to God and being at ease and being in comfort in His presence. Um, it also says in Psalm 65 2, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. So prayer is communion with God. It's an intermingling of two lives. It's intimate conversation and it's the act of of sharing or holding in common something. It also says in Genesis 3, 8, that Adam walked with God in the garden in the cool of the day. So there we have an example of God and Adam just fellowshipping communing, talking with one another. Mm-hmm. So it's not a hard thing. Don't make it a complicated thing. Don't make it a thing that's impossible to you. It's a simple thing. It's an easy thing. It's just sharing with God everything that's in your heart and everything you're thinking about. Ephesians 1.4 says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. We are his children, so we should not fear him. And knowing that he loves us, then we have the right to come before God with confidence and having a heart full of assurance that he loves us, so we're not afraid. Ephesians 1.5 says, Having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It also tells us in Hebrews 4.16 to come boldly through to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find help in a time of need. So we don't crawl in like beggars or orphans to the throne of God trying to get God to do something. When I was growing up, I heard this phrase used often in prayer. Uh, I, I heard many praying this. I'm just bombarding heaven's gates, trying to get God to do something. And we thought if you could pray long enough, you could say that often enough, you could get God to answer your prayer. So, but we didn't know what the Word of God says. Romans 8 14 through 17 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For we have not received the spirit of bondage again for fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption where we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. Galatians 4, 6 says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh my goodness, just think on all those scriptures. We're not beggars standing outside the gates, bombarding the gates of heaven, but we are now sons of God. We are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, at our home, we have gates outside our home, and it would be funny sight to see both of my daughters out in front of our gates rattling and shaking those gates And begging for Jerry and I to open the gates and let them in you know um, we've given we've provided we've we've have made provision for our daughters and we've given them gate openers we've given them garage openers we've even given them a key to open the front door to our house we've given them all things we've given given them access Mm -hmm. to come into our home Mm They have that right.
1: They come in there and they eat what they want, they drink what they want. <laughs> Sometimes when they were growing up they'd even get our clothes, you know, without asking just you know. That's right. They just assume whatever belonged to mom and daddy belonged to them. That's right. And that's the way God wants his children right. to think. whatever. God has, we have access to it, praise That's God.
2: That's right. And so, you know, my girls, they have access to everything that belongs to me. Well, the same way God's given us the keys to the kingdom. The thing is, and the problem is, He can't get His kids to take the keys that He's given them to unlock the doors to whatever it is that you need. The Word of God is the key to unlock everything that you need in your life. He has provided for you healing. He's provided for you prosperity. He's provided for you peace. He's provided for you safety and security. He's provided for you the the, uh, right and the knowledge to know that your children can grow up serving God and not go out there and serve the devil. I'm telling you, he's given us the keys to the kingdom. We're so privileged, but you know what you've got to do? You've got to find those keys. Most people have lost their keys. I can tell you that my kids have lost the garage opener. They've lost the gate opener. They've even lost the key to the front door of our house. And so, so many times they drive up The gate now and they call me on their cell phone and they say, Mom, I don't have my garage opener. I left it at home or I left it in the other car. So you know what I do? I have a garage open, I mean a gate opener in my house and, and a button, and I push that button and the gate opens, and my children are able to drive right into the driveway. If you've lost your keys, if you've lost your gate opener, if you've lost your garage opener, if you've lost your keys to the kingdom. God still will open the gate for you because of His mercy and let you approach the throne of God. Even if you are not walking in the development of the Word of God and the Scripture in your life, the mercy of God is there. Just cry out to Him, and He will answer your cry.
1: Amen. You know, one of the things you said earlier about righteousness, to me that is one of the most vital keys to an accurate prayer life cause the book of James James chapter 5 verse 16 says the effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much listen to the amplified version the earnest heartfelt continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working see Jesus did that at Calvary for you for me the bible said once again 2 Corinthians 5:21 that he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that through his being made sin for us, we might be made the righteousness of God. Meaning that through what Jesus was willing to do, to take on sin, he was not a sinner, he didn't deserve it, but he did it for us. He took on sin, sin that came when Adam fell and all mankind became sinners by nature, but Jesus was made to be sin that we might have right standing with God. So when you look at James 5:16, and it says, the effectual prayer of a righteous man, stop right then and say like I did 44 years ago when this became a revelation to me. That's me that scripture's talking about. I'm that righteous man. You're that righteous man. You're that righteous woman. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you are that righteous person that John or James 5.16 is speaking about. And it says that your prayers avail much. There's another scripture that says that his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open under their prayers. I believe that's 1 Peter 3.12. You need to understand that righteousness, right standing with God, belongs to you, and you can stand in the presence of God just like Adam did before he sinned without a sense of inferiority, without a sense of guilt, without a sense of fear. Now, you want to build an accurate prayer life? You want to develop an accurate prayer life? Get a revelation of the fact that you have right standing with God. Then when you go to prayer, you know that you have a right to be at his throne because he invited you to be there Hebrews 4.16, once again, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. We don't have to stand outside and bombard those gates like Carolyn was talking about. You can come right into the throne room. You are welcome there. And thank God the Bible says that you have right standing with God. He's not mad at you. He's not going to be mean to you. He is love. Everything about God is love. And He is ready and willing To answer your prayer. So, number one, to develop an accurate prayer life, number one, base every prayer on what the Word says. Once again, Jesus stated in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. So, there's the key get the Word of God on the inside of you. When you do, then you're starting your prayer with the answer. You don't have to wonder after you say, amen, did he hear me? What's going to, what will the answer be? No, you started with the answer when you pray according to the word of God. And then it's important that you understand that you have right standing with God, meaning that God welcomes you to the throne, that you have every right to be there. You have just as much right to be there as Jesus does. I know that's a powerful statement. But if you get a revelation of what it means to have right standing with God, then you will agree you have just as much right to be in the presence of God, standing before his throne as Jesus does. And let's remember, the Bible says that Jesus is at his right hand. And I believe every time I go to the throne of God and I say, Father, here's what your word says, and I pray the word of God, I can almost see Jesus nudging the Father and saying, give it to him. He knows what your word says. He's praying according to your will. Let him have it. I said that if he asked anything according to your will, you would give it to him. I'm glad Jesus is on my side. How about you? That's
2: Amen. Right, And it says he ever lives to make intercession That's for us. That's right. Saints. At the
1: same time we're praying, he's interceding for us. Yeah. So how can we lose? When we know what the word says, we know we have right standing with God, we know Jesus is interceding in our behalf, we can't lose, folks. I'm telling you, you can develop an accurate prayer life. Now, let me say this to you. Once again, these are from my notes uh, from 1969 where I I first began to learn how to develop an accurate prayer life. And I wrote this statement in my notes. See yourself succeeding and not failing. See yourself succeeding and not failing. Do you know what amen really means? A lot of people think amen means the end. It literally means, so be it. In other words, when you pray the prayer, according to the Word of God, and at the end of that prayer, you say, amen, what you just said was, so be it. And if you truly believe that God responds to His Word, then you're going to start seeing yourself succeeding, seeing yourself winning and not failing. I never walk away from my prayer time and say, oh man, I just hope something happens. I just hope... You know, something I said got the attention of God. I walk away knowing he heard me, and I walk away seeing myself a winner and not a loser. You can do that when you understand what the Word says. That's
2: right. That's so right. When you pray, you're doing business with God, the creator of the universe, who wants to do all things for you while you're here on the earth. God appeared to Abraham and said, You serve me, and I will bless you. And when Abraham agreed to serve God, God began to bless him. And this is so exciting, what I'm going to tell you next. Abraham started asking, and you know what the next thing is? God started moving. When you start asking, God starts moving. You know, God has to do things on a legal basis. He won't usurp. His word that he has given. When he gave Adam the earth lease, he had given man, you know, dominion and authority, it Mm -hmm. says in Genesis. And so uh, God can't just come down and do anything that he wants to do. He has to, he's bound by himself and he's bound by his word. That's right, he won't violate his word. And so he's bound by what he said because he gave the earth and the dominion of the earth to Adam. So therefore God is seeking and looking for a man and a woman who will start asking him. And when you start asking God and asking is in prayer, when you start asking, God starts moving. And you know what? Oh, I'm just so excited thinking about this. I want to thank Abraham when I get to heaven and meet him Because if Abraham hadn't have been obedient to God and agreed to cut the covenant with God, then there wouldn't have been a means whereby God could have gotten into the earth to start blessing man again and causing the word to be fulfilled again. But because Abraham agreed and the covenant was cut with him, God had an avenue And once that covenant was cut and God had the avenue, the first thing you see was Abraham start asking. God said to him, what would you have me do? And he said, I want a son. And so you see the first thing Abraham asked for was a son. What do you see God do next? God gave Abraham a son. So that's exciting. And when you start asking God, you've given God a legal right on planet earth to move in your behalf.
1: And you know what's also exciting is God called Abraham his friend. Yes, There was a relationship. There was fellowship. And see, that's what happens when you understand that you've been made the righteousness of God. Then you enter into this intimate relationship with God. And he considers you his friend. I mean, think about it. I'm a friend of God. And if you're a friend of God then why wouldn't God do things in your behalf? As long as you know that the Word says that you are the righteousness of God, you have right standing with God, then it makes no difference what the devil says about it. makes no difference what anybody else says about it. You know you have intimate relationship with God. God hears your prayers, and He begins moving in your behalf the moment you return His Word to Him through prayer.
2: That's right. That's right. You align yourself to the Word of God, and when you align yourself to the Word of God, then God starts moving in your behalf. Amen. And that's an exciting thing to know that every prayer you pray, every prayer you pray, God will hear, and not only hear, but answer.
1: Listen, we are excited about these lessons. Please join with us every time you possibly can. We want to teach you how that you can develop an active prayer life. We'll be back in just a few moments.
3: Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly anytime and anywhere, the authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15.
0: What a powerful topic we're talking about this week on developing an accurate prayer life. You know, so many people describe God as, you know, powerful and faithful and mighty, and He's all those things. But I always describe God as being sweet. He's actually a sweet heavenly Father. You know, there's a scripture in James 4, 7, and 8, and it says, Draw near unto God, and He'll draw near unto you. When I think about that scripture, I think about what a gentleman God is, that he doesn't force himself on anyone. He waits for you to take the first step. He says, draw near unto me, then I'll draw near unto you. So he's not forcing you into a relationship with him. He just wants you to take that first step. Well, you know, there's a scripture that I love and I have confessed so many times. And it simply says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. And delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. But the cool thing about that scripture is it says the righteous cry out. In other words, you take that first step and the Lord hears you and then he delivers you. Well, you know, it makes me think about, How so many times we avoid God because of maybe sin in our life, mistakes we've made. We happen to run from God, the very one who can heal us, restore us, bring hope back into our lives, but we run from him because of how bad we feel. Well, you know, it makes me think about when my daughter was little, when Cassidy was little, I had this little responsibility chart that I put on the refrigerator, and it didn't last that long, but I tried. (laughs) Had this little chore chart, and it says things, you know, like it talks about, I brushed my teeth, I fed the dog, I did my homework, all those things, and then the days of the week. And we put little marks, you know, if she did it. Well, can you imagine? Let's just imagine I've got the chore chart on the refrigerator, I'm in the kitchen, Cassidy's outside and all of a sudden I hear Cassidy screaming and she's screaming my name mama help me Now, what would you think if I ran and looked out the window saw Cassidy in the front yard? And I don't know maybe a neighborhood bully or somebody's about to punch my daughter and she's screaming crying out for me to help her What would you think if I ran back into the kitchen looked on the chore chart and saw that on Monday night? she did not brush her teeth before bed Wednesday, she didn't feed the dog. Thursday, she didn't do her homework. I'm not helping her. No, I could care less if she's done everything right or everything wrong. She's my child and the moment she cries out, I'm going to go get her. Well, do you know God is the same way? The scripture says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He doesn't just hear you. Next part says, and delivers you from all your trouble. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I want you to know that God is such a gentleman and he's such a sweet heavenly father. He's just waiting for you to cry out to him. And you know, get to a place in your life where you talk to him about everything. Things that bother you, things that hurt you, things that upset you, your dreams, your fears, your hopes. Get to a place where you practice the presence of God. Where you just talk to him while you're driving, you talk while you're doing your hair, you talk while you're cooking. That's the kind of relationship he wants you to have. So that's what we have this week developing that accurate prayer life and prayer that changes your circumstances. And then also, how to know you're hearing from God, where you're no longer just wondering, is that God or is it just my head talking? You can get to a place where you are absolutely convinced you've heard the voice of God. So, take advantage of this offer this week, and we want you to know we love you, we appreciate you more than I can say, and we're believing that this is your year that things are turning around. Thank you so much for watching.
3: Today's message is a small sampling of the rich, powerful teaching you'll find in Carolyn Savell's highly requested CD series, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer. In it, Carolyn reveals the vital biblical principles concerning how to pray and get results in any circumstance you face. As you listen to each CD, you'll discover how to approach God boldly, anytime and anywhere, the authority of using the name of Jesus, what God expects of you when you pray, and much more. God has a miracle waiting for you, and through the power of prayer, you can experience it. And as a limited time bonus when you order, Jerry would also like to give you a copy of his teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? In this practical message, Jerry shares how you can know if you're hearing God's voice or just your thoughts. Don't delay. Call or click right now to request your copy of the two CD teaching, How to Change Your Circumstances Through Prayer, and the bonus teaching, Was That God or Was That Me? for just $15.
4: It's time to go to the next level in your life, ministry, or business. Join Terry Savalfoy Foy and her guest, Dr. Dean Radke, for two success-packed days. In her role as a CEO, Terry knows how to clarify the vision, set goals, build a team, and get big results. She is known globally as a world-class motivator, speaker, and author on Achieving Your Dreams. Dr. Dean R. is an international vision facilitator and strategic planner. With over 35 years of senior Fortune 500 and ministry leadership and management experience, He will teach the insight and concepts you need to see explosive growth. At Next, you will discover proven success principles that work for you, inner barriers that have blocked your success growth, principles to succeed on purpose in business and ministry endeavors, how to develop a strategic plan to get real results, and much more. Go to the next level in your life, your ministry, and in your business by attending the Next Conference, January 24th and 25th in Fort Worth, Texas. For more information and to register, visit terry.com today. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So, call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.